Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hello, hello, this is Sue Rose Minahan, Talk Cosmos, and tonight is April 11th, Saturday, and this show repeats on Thursday morning, that specific time, at 6 a.m., so we go from evening to morning, and our subject tonight is continues with, during, I might say, the archetypal period of Aries, when the sun is transiting Aries, and but we're focusing on activating power causes. It's pretty essential to Aries, that entire energy, that it separates as it becomes and it can defend. It can defend causes. And in many ways, the separation, particularly now because the Mars, which is the planet that rules Aries, and we always connect like where's this thread moving in in astrology to give that supporting uh story you might say like your theatrical players on a stage they all have their positions and 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 relationships but aries is in not aries but it's in aquarius mars is in aquarius so it's this separation and liberation can we how are we performing with these rights of separation? Is it manifesting our liberation in some other senses? But getting back to the activating power causes, there are other dynamics. Nothing is just a simplicity. We can make it simple, and that's what we're trying to do in some ways throughout all the last two years of illuminating different subjects and ideas and and aspects or whatever comes up to be the, the focus at that uh, program, it does illuminate further these archetypal dimensions that we all share. They're very primal to our development. And it is astrology as we relate above as below. And it's compartmentalized. You know, the universe is one universal wholeness. And yet, how do we manage that? Well, we need different systems. And astrology is a beautiful system. It is one, of course, one that I particularly care for. And so meaning that when it gets to power, there are dynamics that are very involved with this energy right now. It's complex. I mean, I will throw it out immediately. It would be Saturn and Pluto. So for non-astrologers, those are to be recognized. But we also talk in lay terms on this program because that's essentially what we're doing. If you go to a doctor, what does that mean? The blood pressure, the triglycerides, oh, okay, or glycerides. At any rate, we're not doing that. Tonight, I have Catherine Andren. She's been on the show before, just on January 18th. We were talking about the cusps. And she is from Hudson Valley, New York. So we're going to be working with both sets of charts on the East Coast, the West Coast, which is very exciting. 
And Catherine is an astrologer and she has her and an intuitive does tarot and has her own and she also hold, I'm saying many things. She also holds a degree in psychology and has a practice where she incorporates all of that along with uh, Reiki. Is that right, Catherine? Reiki too, yes? Yes, good evening. Okay. Hello. Yes, all right. And and she is and has a clientele that bridges from local to international. Catherine also, I'm trying to find all this because I am at home and my printer is not working, but Catherine is a love <laughs> astrologer and focuses on families and children, really bringing that relationships to depth and currently worked in quite a few administrative capacities and right now is working part-time and I mean when those capacities I mean for astrological purposes but at this moment too she's working part-time with the Omega in Holistic Institute in Rhinebeck New York so yes great pleasure and in fact they're having a wonderful conference the very first week of August so you can you know, if all things fail, just go to Talk Cosmos. We have many resources there, and you can find Catherine and connect with her and see about this marvelous astrological conference that's happening with about six, eight really respected powerhouse astrologers. It's going to be remarkable. Well, hello, Catherine. It's a real treat. I'm glad to be connecting again. Thanks for having me on the program with you tonight, Sue. Yes. The uh, program at Omega is August 7th through 9th, and all the astrologers are associated with the Organization for Professional Astrologers. So it's called um, Astrology Consciousness and the Great Shift. Oh, so boy. we are clearly, as we can see since the last several weeks and last couple of months we we're already in a huge shift <laughs> so we, when we last talked we were looking at the shift from the sun into aquarius and now we're looking at the sun right now is in aries and mercury just shifted into aries which really relates a lot to a shift i'm glad you brought that up because i had instigated like what is current because we broadly look at things but there's still little uh, like, uh, well, let me think. I'm like tethered, you know, like we're tethered to earth here as we <laughs> float about. And that's been as of today. And it really does put instinctual focus and urgency more so towards this whole development of of our collective uh, Well, so many people really want to know what's going on specifically with uh, the world events. And we know that Jupiter and Pluto together, they're together pretty much for almost a whole month. Jupiter is expands everything that it touches. And we know that Pluto, I've, I've always heard Pluto being referred to as the power point in the chart. So expansion of power, um, expansion of power in government, expansion of power in um the, the, how we manage our resources and how we manage our resources wisely. So 
thankfully Saturn, our buddy Saturn just moved out of Capricorn and is in Aquarius now. So hopefully we can see a bigger picture, a broader perspective on the next step. It has bridged many shifts just within the last recent time, because I believe that was March 21st. And then Mars and Saturn conjunct, that was at the same point um, of zero one degree Aquarius on the 31st of March. So it's just been really very recent, not even a month. That's right. And all these shifts, like here we have Zoom and as of this week, now we need passwords often because of <laughs> hacking, you know. So when you think of these energies, you know, of, of I mean, it was going into the cusp of, of, of Mars going, not Mars, but Mercury going into Aquarius, you know, the action of and having to cut the past and then people networking. There's so many um, developments that. Yes, and all those energies that you speak of. You know, looking at the two charts, one for the East Coast and one here for the Pacific, because there's three hours between us, and you were speaking of the conjunction, which, yes, we're really experiencing for a whole month. And besides that, Jupiter and Pluto conjunct three times this year. This is pretty uh, significant. Usually it's just once. So it's, if they do, but here it's three times. So, uh, but what I'm getting at is in the two charts, in the East Coast, Mars is at the bottom of the chart, the IC on the fourth cusp, square its ruler, Uranus. And of course, that's right. Mars is, <laughs> you know, the ruler for Aries. And here on the West Coast, Mercury that is in Aries is squaring the nodes. And that is at Mercury at the descendant, just like a degree from our descendant in the sixth house, but relatively right there, squaring the nodes at the IC and the MC. So, you know, well, here, here's what I think of when I, so, so when I see Mars, right? So Mars is urgency. Mars is the call for action. Okay. So I don't know what you're hearing over there way, but the dialogue I'm hearing is I'm over it. You know, this quarantine thing, we've been staying home, we've been behaving, we've been being good, we're doing our best. And, you know, right now the conversations are, you know, people are rolling their eyes and like, I'm done with it. <laughs> so look, we're doing our best, but here's Mars and Mars is the instigator. It's action oriented. It's like, it's the push, right? And so we have Mars pushing it was up against Saturn last week. Now Mars is pushing Uranus this week. So there's the fire, there's the spark and the electricity. Um, interesting Mars in Aquarius, right? And as you mentioned, Uranus is a ruler for Aquarius. So there's all these, um, you know, so many people are being creative with the technology mm -hmm. in the recent weeks, right? Oh, you can do your Zumba class, your salsa class, your yoga class, your qigong class. There's all these people like getting very creative very quickly with the technology to help people become nurtured and grounded and supported in their bodies during resourcefully. So. Yes, 
in Taurus. Yes, that's excellent. And it is interesting because here on the West Coast, we have the South Node at the IC and we have the Merc, and this is just right now, but that is what the energy is, uh, you know, they're still going to be at that point very for some time because they're slowing down until they move on May 6th into the new uh, Gemini uh, uh, Sag. So at any rate, people here in some ways are, I think, still resolved to be at home mm-hmm. with their with their business. Although people are, well, the parks are closed and... Of course, I can't speak for California, come to think of it, but I think there isn't quite that same cutaway as you're talking about, like, okay, we're finished with this, on to the next. (laughs) But, for instance, yesterday, a group of retirees, because I, uh, my neighbors are a bit older, and I mean, we're all retirees in a sense, but still, they're older yet, and so about seven of them, I didn't realize that, all got together down at a pizza place outside. They wiped up all the tables. Mm-hmm. And I did think to myself, is this really the protocol? One person said her daughter was very upset at this. You know, mm-hmm. they could all. But uh, and so I wonder, maybe people are really wanting to think of new methods and are just doing it. Know, they're not making such a big deal out of it. They're just changing. Yeah, I don't know. On another thought, in that sense, there's an article I read about the economist versus the, and I have to get the right word, epidermatologist. Epidemiologist, not eper, but epidemiologists, the ones that study how disease spreads. Okay. And that is really saying that they have here these experts have two significantly different viewpoints, which does relate mm-hmm. really to what you're saying with the, in a sense the same theme of Mars versus I mean how are Mars and our areas and the breakaway defense and protection and all this is working. But on the one hand, the the health people, the epi Demiologists are saying, hey, it's all about health control and we need to uh, suppress anything that rapidly spreads this disease. End of subject. And life has value. And the economists That's are saying, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the <laughs> economists are saying, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, the value of life, but everything is negotiable as far as value and it can be measured. So, mm-hmm. therefore, uh, if we don't activate things it's going to be dead anyway because nothing will be moving whereas the health people say well yeah but if everybody gets sick nothing's moving you know mm-hmm. so it's this inter and they suggested that this is theme is going to only deepen which it seems to be because we know that the governments on different federal versus state are having different concepts of how this will uh, progress. Although here in Washington, I think there was a, in the paper that it's going to go beyond May 4th in some ways, yeah. which is. Well, 
the, the gift of astrology, you know, Sue, as we know, is that astrologers, we're, we're kind of like time travelers. We're time temple priestesses in a way. We can use the astrology wheel to look back in time and we can use it to look forward in time. So as you know, you and I are sitting coast to coast and looking at our own charts for where we are right now, something that's standing out for me, and we mentioned this earlier, is um, you know, if we look at where Sun in Aries is right now, that's where Mars in Aries will be later this year when it goes retrograde and it's gonna dance at um, you know in the late degrees of Aries and Mars, our buddy Mars, the instigator, the defender, is going to be squaring off to Pluto and to Pluto and Jupiter, right? So, um, you know, we it's sort of as if when we look at we could look at a moment in time, but it can also gives us a glimpse or a whiff of what the flavors might be like later in the year. Yes, the theme. And, yeah, and then. You know, you were mentioning about the neighbors, like, oh, the neighbors went down around the corner to the pizza place. You know, right now we have Venus in Gemini and Venus is going to stay in Gemini for several months now. It just moved into Gemini it just within the week and it's in that, that shadow period now. Venus is in its shadow period of the Venus retrograde cycle coming up in May into June. So that gives me a clue around you know, Venus and Gemini, uh, excuse me, Gemini is that little trickster, right? The gift of Gemini is that they can see things from multiple perspectives and multiple sides. But sometimes it says, oh, I know what the rules are. I want to break the rules, right? So I kind of wonder what's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. What is Venus it, and Gemini going to do when Venus goes it's, retrograde? Well, it's, it's between the dusk and the dawn when it's seen, when it's mm. visible. And it also is the the twins, Castor and Pollux of matter and spirit. So yes, crossing the boundaries is its territory. <laughs> right. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I, I like where you're drawing it unless you, unless I, you had stopped because these. Well, just go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I was just noticing or appreciating how we can look at this moment in time as well as it's going to give us glimpses for what's coming. Right, because that's what there's so much uncertainty right now for so many people on so many levels, and it's like, well, what we know for sure as astrologers that there's certain math involved. Like, oh, this week, (laughs) Mars and Venus are trining each other. They're both in air signs, so they're making they're having a nice conversation with each other, right? So the Mars and the Venus are stimulating and activating and instigating each other for action the mars is action and the venus is values so am i taking action on my values or am i communicating my values in a clear way and we're getting so much information right now and what is valuable information what is misinformation we really have to discern so in the coming months with this venus shadow period period with venus going into retrograde may into june we're really going to be called to uh i think like on a collective level have a greater sense of discernment with information that's coming through well it's true 
I hesitate in some ways to feel, uh, and I mean to say this carefully because, of course, one always wants to ultimately think of how the opportunities involved, right? Naturally. (laughs) You know, I mean, there is this, and I realize that potentially we're speaking to whomever, and so there is an obligation that way. But on the other hand, it's very important to realize where one has control and where Mm. one doesn't. And this, if nothing else, I mean, there's, we're all in a, with a paddle moving along. And yes, it's true. I I think, but, but to determine that in, in a sense that things will be linear ahead, I think if, if, and perhaps that's not, but maybe that's whether you meant it or not, but I'll add that I think it's important to really use the time for the other energies that it's asking from us because we Mm -hmm. are spending that time alone in some Mm -hmm. sense and if not alone but totally separated from Mm -hmm. the activities and the lifestyle and the habits and everything and it's asking us to become whole and centered and authentic to come real with yes and like you say there will be this time and that that's in a sense our homework assignment is hey we're going to have to really dig down and find out what the values are, totally separated from our pattern of whether we had a latte, but more like, <laughs> you know, is a latte really important? What right. about this other individual that needs help? And I'm, I, I'm without preaching that how a person functions, because in, in a, take the net, the internet, just, and I'm remembering to keep my focus here as a conversation thing rather than, oh, preach or something. But the internet happens to be, was in the paper too, about 50 years, which is a chironic return. I'd be fascinating mm. to look at something like that. But Vincent Cerf was in this particular article. And the whole idea of the internet is that it broke away from the Ma Bell business that was saying, okay, we've got one system, a fixed system, and it's uh, has is controlled by certain businesses and whatnot. To, to these um, netheads, as they called themselves, these young people at that time, that were saying, "No, this is going to be totally different. It's it's um, anarch- anarch- anarchy, like anarch. I can't say that word exactly, but the point is, is that there, it's little bits that totally interconnect with each other into many systems, mm-hmm. and without any control at all. So, I think." Now, let's see, I, I got all involved with an, with that, trying to thread it back to our, um, this sense of, of control or not control, but going into the spiritual world of, 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 well, I could go on and on in some ways and wrap it up and let you, I was thinking of Eckhart Tolle, he was saying. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And just heard him speak and he was relating take the the separate because speaking about separation you know like areas here like what to separate how to function in this but separate the narration the storyline the past and let Mm. now really exist I think that's what I'm saying along with like the internet that has survived all these years without the known it lives in the unknown, and I and we too need to um, get have more immunity 
you might say about this, how to weather the unknown and to have trust and faith to a certain point. And as Maurice Fernandez, who is um, the president of OPA, the Organization of Professional Astrology that you were relating to, and that is then a primary instru uh, instructor of mine, and I go back to often, he says, it's not that you can trust that bad things and stuff isn't happening in the universe that you might judge, but it's that we can trust ourselves that we have the capacity to, to navigate it, to, to mm -hmm. at that moment. And it is that inner uh, knowing oneself in the whole totality of spirit and, and all that we can develop. So I'm finished. <laughs> In that. When I when I'm hearing you talk, Sue, I'm hearing the Neptune. Actually, I'm hearing this Neptune in Pisces that that's sitting right now at 19 degrees Pisces. And you know what we know about Neptune is that it dissolves boundaries, right? So this whole this whole event that's happening in the world right now, like this, you know, the the door the the we're learning how to defend ourselves in a different way where our immune systems, we're learning how to take care of our immune systems in a different way. There's a, a chaotic element. There's an element that's out of control because some things are, we can't see or some things are, are unknown and the boundaries are being dissolved with that, with oh, the Neptune here, Neptune in sextile over there to the Jupiter and and Pluto naturally. But as um, I was thinking that as, you know, Venus is going to be touching Neptune and squaring off to Neptune several times in her coming retrograde, Neptune is also, the gift of Neptune is about that spiritual connection. So we'll have, again, I feel, you know, opportunities in the coming months um, around the the dissolving of the duality, right? Ooh. If Venus and Gemini is the duality, the looking at things from one side or the or other, Libra. looking at things with different perspectives, right? Libra, Libra strongly too. Yeah, Libra. Self and others. But go Self ahead, yes. And, well, I was thinking like with, with Gemini is like this or that. Oh, oh gotcha, you or gotcha. Me, me, me or you, us or them, right? I see mm. Gemini can... You know, I want to see things from different sides. And with the the squaring off, it's a wide square now, but as the squaring off to Neptune, it could be we're dissolving we're dissolving these opposites. You know, this could be a, almost a unifying time. And I think it's gonna be interesting because we're more people are at home. We're going to be developing different relationships with our neighbors, right? Gemini is also the neighborhood. How do we connect with the neighbors in a different way? So, or this that everyone's our neighbor. Like we can't, ah. the whole world's our neighbor. The world is our neighbor. We're not just in our little places. It's. Oh, thank you, Catherine. This is Catherine Andren. We are with Talk Cosmos, April 11th, repeating on the 16th. It's Aries, activating power <laughs> causes. And we'll get right back. That, Catherine, that was just lovely. I, I, yes, I, 
We'll be back. <laughs> Great. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We're currently in the period of Aries. By leaving a cycle based upon completion, the energy of Aries sparks initiation, creating action to separate into a new cycle of life. It's a fire sign, which means it will involve great emotion. And because separation may create resistance, it also takes great courage to break away to new ways of becoming. Welcome. This is Leslie Francis, professional astrologer and author of the 2019 and 2020 Llewellyn Sun Sign books. And you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, hosted by Sue Rose Minahan every Saturday from 6 to 7 PM. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. We're back again on April 11th. And Catherine, you know, let's see, I was noticing just as a recap that's so true about tying it together that the oneness possibly of of hoping, you know, there was a... And the other senses of how Aries can uh, be prompted to build that sense of communication because right now it is in... Aries and it's instinctive. There was a doctor here. It was again article I was going through my newspaper because I'm not turning on the TV, so I look at the newspaper. Good. And yeah, it's like, oh my goodness. And he writes poetry. He's a doctor, and so every night he writes poetry, which actually I've been doing too. I meditate and then I write a poem. So, or somebody else, oh, I know, Anne Orderly. I was listening to her, another yes. wonderful astrologer, and she'll be at your conference this this summer um drums and she dances and drums you know it's that energy how to get the rhythm going and to realize that we don't have to always think things we can we experience things because and i think this really is primal to understanding about spirit you know not mm. the pictures you know the artist is both the nonverbal aries and taurus so in many ways it helps build that uh, a thread, you know, uh, communicating with ourselves and getting through this because it is, we're on a passageway, you know, as you were mentioning, there's transits ahead where this is a phase that if we can move through it will help return, like the retrogrades are those times when we redigest. Mm. Hopefully not regurgitate. But <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you know, I was I was actually on a, another call earlier today. We were and the, one of the themes was portals. And you know, I we have I feel like I can't ignore the fact that, you know, we're speaking on the day before Easter Sunday, and it's also the week of Passover. And, you know, there's many people celebrating their different traditions of spring time and spring renewal this week so um 
and I, I actually confess that one of my biases for the month of April is that we have Earth Day coming up. So, Ooh, you know, it's is that the 25th? The 22nd, yeah. Well, 22nd. Okay. Um, oh, goody. So, you know, with sun and Aries and this kind of special time of year and sacred time of year for many is that we are in a portal. And, um, uh, you know, some of us have time to reflect and some of us have our shadows are coming up and some of us have new connections with people that they haven't had before but you know I feel that I really feel that that um we're, we're being we're being pushed we're, as a collective we're getting pushed and it it almost has to it has to get this difficult it has to get this uncomfortable for us to push through to something very new and very different on the other side well very apt that's right it nothing uh well i won't say nothing but if one looks at addictions mm. in the sense of habitual usage and habits serve us i mean if we had to think every second how to do something it would get it just takes up a lot of time. So, you know, <laughs> habits are useful, but it's shocking just how they're based. And sometimes they're just operating because of convenience and necessity and, or else compromise, you know, to, to situations that aren't appropriate for how we are. Meaning that um, it, to root us out of the, those, those, ruts, for instance, or those dysfunctional methods, which really, when we think about how like Earth Day and mm. the sacred time that we're in, we're being so disrespectful for in many ways, thinking of the the luxuries we have, which are, one is always grateful for, but yet it's to what extent. And so we, it is as it's well put that we um, it's a very grave time. It's, um, well, well, with gr grave, I think of graves itself. <laughs> and then I remember that humor, I keep being told, is really an elevation and a, <laughs> and a distinct uh, blessing for understanding things. But there is that, that, that oh, I don't want to say teeter-totter, but yes, but realizing the foundation, maybe that's a good way of saying it, the foundational purpose to um, values and, uh, and and habits anyway yes <laughs> so the trickster i'm just noticing my is will really be maybe in a new light where we're forced to um, look at things upside down hmm I just did that, you know, I just sat on the, I did a meditation and then I went to the sofa. You know, did you ever do that as a kid? Sit on a chair and put your head upside down? Look yes. At the yeah. <laughs> right. It's really, after a while, you begin to realize it. It's a, you know, the cupboards are upside down, everything is quite a different <laughs> view. But it's all about perspective. So, well, you right. About causes, this is a little more serious, but it, there are these real different dimensions of what we're defending, such as I was mentioning about 
the health workers with the economy, which are both valid in their own right. So how to juggle this is, is a real issue. But the other is in the health world also, all of this focus really gets between those departments because that's where the crisis is. And then, of course, it is affecting our economy. But in the health departments, you have your management and then you have just the the ones that own the hospitals and that are running mm. it just from the sake of that they're going to exist. And so here in, in this Northwest area, there were two hospitals, one in Bellingham, which is right next to Canada on the top okay. where the Peace Arch is and all. And yeah. they fired an ER doctor because he started spouting off about the ER practices were not being, because he's concerned. He was being in a protective manner, defending you know, as a cause, his, and it was a very Aryan thing to, to defend, you know, that there, he was concerned about the welfare of, of the people coming in and the people working. So right. they let him go. They thought that he was wow. going to ruin their bottom line. And the same thing in Renton, which is just south of Seattle, about seven, oh, a big number of health people wrote a letter to their management to say it's not working i mean the right and the left hands are not working together in this process and we need help and at the same time there was this naval captain removed from the carrier the u.s theodore roosevelt over there in the um on the east side of asia where he actually had been tested positive and he was worried about his crew and there was a letter that was leaked. And anyway, they removed him. And then the government official came in and uh, criticized him. And of course, he had thousands of people. I mean, a big, his sailors or naval people booed that person. He was very loved. Meaning that it is where, again, if you look at the nodes, as we're just finishing up the Cancer North Node, which is our processing, it's ruled by the moon. It's right. our habits, our family, our, you know, we're being, that's where we're living right now. And what's crumbling or what, by crumbling that that's not strong with structure is the Capricornian government institutions and all of that, which of course they're now being threatened that they are going to crumble. And that's why that other economy struggles going on but this factor of it, it's most interesting to see the the management versus in another dimension not just in a company but in the health field these two uh, systems of how to protect and what to defend mm -hmm. and as you were mentioning too with Mar with the transits happening mars is having a six month transit in Aries. So this signature that we're living now, as you indicated, is in one fashion or another come the very end of June on the 27th, I think, all the way to the first week of 2021 is going to be our energy fuel, you know, of what do we defend? What do we think our cause is? What are we protecting? And it relates, as you said, to our values. I mean, it will be incremental, but there's, they're, they're real needs as we live on this planet together and we 
have like Earth Day coming up. <laughs> it's has its. Uh... Yeah, we noticed too that, you know, we know that the sun is in Aries, Chiron is in Aries, and Mercury just went into Aries. Mercury is the planet of communication, but also of commerce, right? So it's, mm. and it's this Mercury and Mercury and Aries at one degree Aries right now today that's squaring off directly to the nodal access that you were just mentioning. Um, so Mercury approaching or Mercury applying toward Chiron, that's you know, what is the communication around healing? What will we defend for commerce? What will we defend? What will we speak out about in relationship to health and wellness? Um, it's, I mean, it's a quick transit, Mercury squaring the nodes, but it's, it's happening now as we speak. Um, and again, that pattern of Mercury moving through Aries, the sun is moving through Aries. It's, it's, it's calling to us about what is worth fighting for? What will we speak up about? What are we impassioned about? Mercury and Aries is, is going to speak before it thinks, <laughs> you know, you think afterward. <laughs> so um, it's really kind of, uh, connecting to the instinctual fire yes, the communication. Good, they are good things to consider as we go along, realizing that what might just seem as news has this depth. And also, the when I say the children, I mean, they're near grown, but the high school students, it was an interesting article again about... The, them being separated and many of them living with their grandparents if if they lived in different areas and, and the college too but mm. it's really thinking of it from the youth standpoint their perspective of their worlds being totally stopped and separated, they may not go back to that same school. They might have been in ninth grade. They're, now they're going into the senior year. Maybe mm -hmm. they were a graduating student, and they are going to eliminate their the the ceremonial surprises. And they haven't their friends. They all go to separate ways. So this, if we look at the tree, I mean, the ruler Mars is in aquarius in there as we were speaking of shadow areas and trauma is a shadow area sudden change too fast mm -hmm. you know, and yet it is a network but it is uh disassociated or i don't know if this it can be disassociated it's objective you know there is this um break of of intimacy but how Mars and Aquarius is because it's an air sign, so it's related to the mind or the mental realm. So it's yes, yes, more yes. about oh, can Mars be and brilliant. Aquarius, it's the mental, so it's mm -hmm. thought forms, and it's not, it's not emotional. It's detached emotionally. It's more, it's a thinking yeah. process. It can be brilliant, you know, brilliancy, yes. but yet, which if we've said, there's all these innovations. That's a strong part of it, but really looking at the cultural shifts here in our society we have young people that are just being imprinted in their how they associate with life and trying to 
navigate past this is uh, a challenge. It's mm. although interestingly, the grandparents seem to be very instrumental. So maybe there will be a real need for because Saturn is in Aquarius that the elder, depending on who the elder, their relationship or respect, you know, because it, it, it is, like you said, mental, if they can really be of like-mindedness, can really be of that service to share and mentor and help these, uh, the youth. Youth is a good way of putting well, here, it. Well, here, you know, it takes a village takes a village to raise a child and my my brother and his wife they have three children so I've been spending I've actually been incubating with that family and then being by myself on the weekend so it's been like the last three and a half weeks for me has been I'm helping to homeschool Mm. my brother's two small children they're five almost six twin boys so they have their hands full at home Oh, Gemini, as you speak, my goodness, isn't that? They have their hands full. I get to be auntie <laughs> and do homeschool teaching. But it's very interesting because you're talking about power dynamics and the children. It's, you know, the rules are different. The schedule's different. Who's the boss, right? They're used to their rhythm. They're used to the routine. They have, I mean, I can't, there's so much going on. <laughs> Who do we listen to? Who's right? You know, trying out different ways to assert their power because <laughs> well, they want to know who they can, who, who's, who's, whose rule it's going to be most enforced. <laughs> that's actually. I was a just beautiful... looking at Saturn and that Saturn and Mars. You know, Saturn is the structure, the law, the command, and Mars is like, let's push it. <laughs> Absolutely. How far can we push this? Yes, 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 yes. When when are the limits? <laughs> are there limits? But right. for yourself too, being in that practice of family and home, what a perfect laboratory! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's really a, of a dimension, and particularly too with that's a delight. I mean, it's a most amazing age, five and six. They're five, almost six. They the twins will be six at the end of April. Yeah, <laughs> they're really heavy from what i understand integrating but then yet now expanding into new territory at six so yeah that's it is true with all the parents being home everyone's getting pushed what are the rules immediately how do we we negotiate with yeah the kids at home all the time (laughs) and we're going forward actually in some ways rapidly you might say Mm -hmm. into the next nodes which are Mm -hmm. gemini time it going back to to uh neptune of no time of timelessness you know because and then if you look at the solstice coming up the summer solstice which happens it'll be an eclipse mm-hmm. and zero degrees one degrees that's the moment right now and not just now but all the way up until has been with with our nodal system the yes nodes, um all the way to may 6th so there's that energy again that we're recapturing. So we have, and I suppose for the astrologers understand to some degree, but our point being generally is this life itself always manages it if one is introspective to realize that 
things come around a second time for a new view. But in this year, it seems to be really prominent to, to get through, I think, this demand, as we, we were just saying earlier, about refocusing our values and refocusing what we want to defend and what it's all about. What are we about? What, you know, even our Chiron in the United States eventually in a couple of years will be coming to its return because it's 2021 Chiron. We just spoke about that with the cosmic collaboration a couple of weeks ago. Oh, great. And so, you know, that's where M, what is my existence? Is it worth, I mean, can I have an existence? You know, it's really questioning how to use oneself to purpose. And so on a huge collective platform, the United States is navigating that too through, oh, many ways, personal and as a nation. <laughs> what can we laugh about now? Another <laughs> eclipse. Like yeah. Another eclipse opportunity but I thinking, coming right up. Yeah, the jumping around of the time frequency. So uh, it's 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 a dynamic. It's most interesting the experience Indeed. right now <laughs> on some level. You know, oh boy. So was, go ahead. I think. Well, I think you know when I'm when I'm doing session work and when I'm in readings, I feel like something really valuable to t come home to or to take away from, you know, after the talking is what can I do? What can I put into action? Right? So if we look at our charts again for tonight, today, what can we put into action? Okay, we know there's Pluto and Jupiter and Pluto and Jupiter is in play for over a month. It's like, okay, what is the right use of power? How am I using my power wisely? And then we have Saturn and Mars. Saturn and Mars in Aquarius now. They're separating, but still they're in the same sign and still within 10 degrees of each other. So, you know, noticing and acknowledging, you know, what are my impulses and what is the right thing to do? Okay, so Saturn's going to be, you know, steady the course mars is going to be let's do something different let's take action so noticing and appreciating our own mental thought forms about when we need to step back and curb the those rash instincts and do the right thing with saturn stuff this is true. And I think taking a page out of the youth, as I was, because they're func coping with this on a really um, primal level, because they're not in a capacity to make changes in the world. But for instance, trying new hobbies is one. Mm -hmm. everything from learning a language, to drawing, to painting, to playing music these non-verbal um, uh, poetry, like the doctor. I think mm -hmm. all of that's important. And also thinking about on a spiritual basis, recognizing that it is wanting our attention, you know, our, with all this 
energy for a long time, just Uranus and Taurus is focusing on it. I was this woman was speaking that I listened to about a relationship of hers that the gist of it was the message was that where we live, she was speaking to prisoners. She had been in prison. Mm. She had left and she was successful, but she had had a horrible drug uh, addiction and, and had uh, managed finally to, to free herself. And, and she said, but who we are is, 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 where we live, our home is our heart. You know, she would, it was, you know, she would go to her heart. That is where our home is. Mm. And, and where we, and to nourish that heart and to cultivate one's mind, because that is who we really are. You know, it's not whether all the other parts of where we're at and what we do changes, you know, whether we're in a prison or whether we're at a job or whether we're at home, but that nurturing our heart as our home and cultivating that mind of who we are, we can carry with us. And so I'm really glad you connected that idea. And we, we have a few minutes Next week at this hour, I always mention who the next week's guest will be, and it'll be Karen Wenderland from Seattle. She was working at East West Bookshop, which has recently uh, closed and is now going to be online. But she is an astrologer for 30 some years, and we'll be talking about culminating Aries, and it will be directly about that Jupiter Pluto conjunction. And for any of you, just subscribe, please go to Talk Cosmos and you'll get all this info as to who the speaker is and the topic. And you can see the resources there. And if you want to get in touch with Karen, not Karen, Kat, they both have K's, <laughs> Catherine right, Andron of Hudson Valley, New York, the love astrologer of families and children, and this wonderful event at the Omega Holistic Institute at Rhinebeck, New York, coming up in the first part, 9th, 10th, I think, of August with eight wonderful OPA, Organizational for Professional Astrologers. Just go to Talk Cosmos because it's all there. And you can also find about the phases of the moon and a bunch of things. So tonight we are, this is the 11th, we're talking about activating, oh my goodness, I've talk too long my clock is not right i'll have to correct it but anyway thank you, we're talking <laughs> <laughs> thank you catherine yes it's a, a wonderful evening bless you it is so i hope all of you there managed to oh, experience to your best highest good until again <laughs>
you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars. Thank you.